Uh, we, are, we are so thankful that we do have the opportunity of worship. But when we say the word worship, a lot of things can come to our minds. A lot of things like Hillsong or Bethel or, well, we're not going to get into that debate. But we, we, we think about things that we, organs in our old churches, singing these hymns, hands raised, eyes closed, all of these things that we've grown up with that, that define worship for us. But worship, however, is more than just a song. It's more than big lights and big stages. Um, it, is, it is more than awesome personalities with awesome voices singing to the Lord. It is, worship is a lifestyle. And so what we want to talk about today is the fact that how we talk to God is worship. How we talk to others can be worship. How we spend our time outside of church can be worship. Who we spend our time with, how we spend our finances, what we place before our eyes, guys, can be all of these things that add to or take away from worship. And so worship is not just what we do here on a Sunday. I love the fact that we have our band back live. I love the fact that we had an opportunity to sing some songs together this morning. But that does not, worship doesn't end there. That is not the period at the end of the worship sentence. We are creatures who are designed to worship something. God has put worship in our hearts and in our life, and we will, guys, this is an important part, we will worship something or someone. It just depends on what we're worshiping or who we're worshiping. As Christians, we want to desire, we should desire, that that, that object of our worship is Jesus Christ, is God the Father, is God the Spirit. Guys, and, and why? Well, Isaiah 12, 5 says this. He says, sing to the Lord, for he has done great things. This is known in all the earth. God has done great things for all. Now, again, we talk often about Jesus Christ's sacrifice, and I am not belittling that at all. But guys, have you thought about all of the other million ways that God has blessed you? Think about all of the times before you came to Christ, where God was protecting you. God had his hands on you. God was watching over you, even when you weren't following him and weren't worshiping him. Guys, that is an object that we are able to worship. That is a time that we are able to worship God for. So guys, understand that because he has done great things for all, he is worthy of our worship. And, and here's something else about that, guys. God is jealous for our worship. He desires that we worship him. He desires that we come to him and give him the praise because, guys, everything that we have in this life, he gave to us. Now, some of us have more than others, and some of us have less than others, and some of us don't have as shiny of things as others, but, guys, worship is not based around how much God gives me. Worship is based on who God is. Now, outside of my health physically, outside of my personal uh, material possessions, God is still worthy of my worship, and he is jealous for that worship. He doesn't want me to give that worship to anything or anyone else. And guys, it's easy. It is really easy to start worshiping something else other than God. Now, whether that's because we have that thing physically in front of us, whether it's a person or an object or money or, or power or whatever it is, because we have that physically in front of us, it may become easier to worship that thing, but that doesn't mean that that is the thing in which we should be worshiping. 
And so, so get it clear that we will worship something in this life. You will worship something. Now, God has offered the opportunity for us to worship him. He has, he has torn the veil, guys. Before, before we had to go, or the, the Jewish people had to go into the temple and create sacrifices, and there was one guy, one guy all year long that was allowed in the Holy of Holies, in the place where God dwelt. There was one person a year that was welcome in that place because of how mighty and powerful and amazing God is. Now, because of Jesus Christ's sacrifice, it's very symbolic when he died on the cross, the veil that separated the Holy of Holies to the rest of the temple was torn. Not, it was torn in two, not from bottom to top, as though man could tear it, but from top to bottom, because God tore the veil. He opened the door for us to be able to walk into that room, to walk into the Holy of Holies freely, anytime we want, whether that is in prayer or whether it is in worship. And so guys, understand that he has opened the door for us that used to be closed. And how amazing is God that we get that opportunity. We get to go and worship him, guys. So we can understand, or I, I hope you guys can see the significance of when Jesus, or when Jesus died on the cross and God offered his only son to be a sacrifice for us, to tear the veil, to bridge the gap between us and God, how ooh, insulting it is when we choose to worship our car or our money or our position at work. God does not want us to worship those things. He wants us to worship him. He has provided all of those things for sure. But he wants us to worship him in spite of it. And, and here's, here's the kicker, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Do you guys understand that even if Jesus Christ never won, like never sacrificed himself, never got on the cross, never paid for our sins, we are, imagine yourself damned to an eternity in hell with no hope of escaping that. God is still worthy of our worship. He would still be worthy of me getting on my knees and praising him with my life because that is who God is. So when we worship God, we have to understand the difference between worshiping on a Sunday morning where we sing songs and worshiping for who he, him for who he is throughout the week, throughout every day, every minute of our lives should be a minute that is worshiping God. Should be a moment in time where I understand I am nothing without God's gifts. His word says that we are but dust. <laughs> Paul talks about being dirty rags and even, even our good deeds being dirty rags because we can't even compare to how amazing God is. I'm about to get a little Pentecostal up in here and start saying hallelujah and stuff, because God is just so worthy of our worship. And I just, I want to worship him. So here's the thing, guys, is, and we've kind of already made this point. Worship is a lifestyle, and so that means that outside of a Sunday morning, outside of your car on the way to work listening to CHVN or K-Love or whatever radio station that you like to listen to uh, to feel good about listening to Jesus music, um, if we say that worship is a lifestyle, then that means that we need to be worshiping on a more regular basis than on a Sunday morning or even on a more regular basis than in our car on our, on our day, way to work. 
Philippians 4, 4 says this. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Does anybody, I mean, do you guys know what the word always means? It's not that hard, just so you know. This isn't a trick question. I'm not looking for weird answers. Always means all the time. It's a pretty easy word, always. So Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. It doesn't mean that I rejoice in the Lord when good things are happening. It doesn't mean that I rejoice in the Lord when everything is going my way and I can do no wrong or feel like I can do no wrong. It means that I am rejoicing in the Lord even in the bad times, even in the trials and the tribulations, and even, guys, when I don't feel like it. I want to tell you guys a story. I was sitting at Bible college. Uh, ooh, wow, this would be 10 years ago almost, uh, maybe even a little bit more. Um, and I was sitting there and we were having, uh, we had Sunday night worship time and it was just a time where we got together as a, as a whole school and all we did was just worship. And it was a ton of fun. And I was sitting and I was having a, um, ooh, a bad mood day. I was just not having a day. I didn't want to worship. I didn't want to be there. I wanted to go back to my room and just sleep or study or whatever because I had school the next day. Like, whatever. I didn't want to be there worshiping God because, because I felt like I had so many other things that I could be doing that would be beneficial uses of my time because this was just singing songs. That's all it was. And so uh, my heart was not right and I was sitting there, and I was getting ready to get up and go, and God just touched my heart. And, and it was one of those moments, and I've only had a few of them in my life, where I, I could audibly hear God's voice in my, in my ears or in my head, however you want to put it. And I was sitting there, and I just felt God tell me, this is your life. You can make your choice. And you can stand up and worship me right now in this moment, or you can sit here, and I guarantee you that it won't get any better. You, you will sit here and, and a good day will come and you'll be happy or bad days will come and you'll be sad or you can stand up, raise your hands and worship me for who I am, not for who you want me to be in this moment. And so guys, it kind of kicked me in the pants and I stood up and, and chose to worship the Lord because, because guys, I never want to be the guy that turns my back on the Lord. And so I stood there and I worshiped him. And guys, my situation didn't immediately get better. Things didn't come up roses for me right away. But I can tell you this, my relationship with God was a little bit better the next day. I was a little bit closer to who he wanted me to be. And so guys, I think that when we have that choice, too often we think to ourselves, well, you know what, I'm going to go and I've got work, I'm too busy, I need to, I've got to take the school, the kids to school, not, not now, um, but maybe I've got to teach my kids um, and everything during this coronavirus pandemic or whatever, life in general is just too busy for me to sit down and worship God for who he is and more than a song. And guys, I want to tell you, it's so important that we understand that we worship God every minute of every day, or we worship something every minute of every day. And a lot of times I think we worship ourselves. And so right now you may feel like worshiping God is the exact opposite of what you want to do, but I'm encouraging you guys just fight through that garbage. It, you may feel like a fat kid running through peanut butter, but you need to get through it you need to get through to the next point where you can, you can break through that wall. And guys, God has something so much better for you on the other side of that wall. 
And so, guys, sometimes regardless of how we feel, we need to just worship him. And so, if worship is a lifestyle, it's more than a song. It is every corner of my being. It needs to permeate. He needs to permeate into every corner of my heart. I worship God through my personal study time. I worship God through my community time with you guys. That's one of the reasons why we are so stressing right now. The connection for you guys is so that we can worship God together. We don't want you guys to fall away from God. We don't want to fall away from God. And so we want to do this together. And we are in this together. And that will never change. So I worship God through my personal time, my community time. I, 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 can, I worship God through wanting to be a better dad and a husband. Guys, I fail at this particular issue a lot. And so I want to be careful because I want to be moving forward towards God. And when I, when I see my daughters and when I see my wife and they're hurting, guys, how I react to that is worship. How I deal with my family, how I deal with, with my friends and, and you guys as the congregation, all these things, guys, how we deal with each other can be worship or it can be the opposite of worship. Guys, my financial responsibilities, I worship him through those. Um, the way I talk, the way I treat others. Guys, the list can go on and on and on on how many things I can worship God through. And so what is the thing that's sitting in your heart right now that you're worshiping, that you need to stop worshiping that and worship God instead? A lot of times, guys, I link a lot back to pride because I'm a prideful person. Um, to my shame, I am a prideful person. And guys, I think that when we are prideful, we are worshiping ourselves. When I am prideful in the moment, I am worshiping Andrew because Andrew is the most important in my heart. What I get is what, what I want or what I want is what I get. Either way, it works. So I worship myself in these moments. And it takes time and effort to get to the point where we are continually dying to ourselves, dying to what we want, dying to the things of this world, and worshiping instead the God who created us. Worshiping instead the one who actually can do something about all of these other things. <laughs> worshiping him who loves us so much so that he sent his son to die on a cross so that we could spend eternity with him. Do you guys realize what that means is God wants you. He wants you. He's not just sitting there like, oh, okay, well, so-and-so didn't come to me, so I guess they go to hell, and you go to heaven, and he goes to hell, and she goes to heaven, and, and these all, no, that's not God. God wants us to worship him. He wants the relationship with us so badly that he is willing to kill his son. He is willing to allow his son to die on a cross, the most humiliating way a person can die. He's willing to let that happen just so you and I can spend time with him, all time with him. Hebrews 13, 13 through 16 says this, therefore let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach, for here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share. 
for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Guys, continually going to him with the sacrifice of our lips. And I'm not going to, I don't have the time to hang out and camp on that word sacrifice right now, but I'm going to tell you guys, worship, true worship comes at a cost. True worship means that I am dying to myself. And that's big words for something that we often throw around fairly easily. A word that we throw around and just expect people to, well, I worshiped today. Oh, wow, you are holy. Guys, worship is more than just a song. Worship is a lifestyle that I am continually dying to Andrew, dying to what I want, dying to what I think is the best, dying to my opinions. There's a lot of opinions around here. There's a good saying, and I'm not going to say it because I'm kind of at a pulpit right now, but there's a lot of opinions. Everybody has one, and most of them stink, okay? You guys can fill in the blanks on what I was going to say. But guys, the idea here is that worship is not my opinion. I have zero say in worship. I just have to come to him and say, this is what I have. Thank you for being great. You take care of everything else, please. It changes how we talk to the Father when we worship him truly. Sometimes, and I I don't want to, I've said a lot that worship is not a song, and and I want to be careful because worship can be a song. And I love some of the songs that we sang this morning, including Great Are You, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise to you only. Guys, think about those words. His breath is in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to who? To him only. Guys, what an amazing testament to how we should be living our lives breath by breath, pouring out our praise to you only. And so I'm going to say this, and you guys might get uncomfortable, and I'm okay with it. If you're uncomfortable, please be uncomfortable. We've talked about it a lot today. Guys, if you're not praising him with your breath, with your every breath, what are you praising? What are you worshiping? Let me tell it, say it this way. And I'm going to step on some toes. I'm going to choose golf because uh, uh, Nick, our, uh, ex- uh, our lead team chair, is on my mind. Golf is something that we practice. Well, not we. I don't. I don't care about golf. But if you like golf, you're going to practice golf. You're going to spend a lot of time trying to get better at golf. You could say you are worshiping golf. Now, I'm not saying that if you go to the links that you're in trouble and that you should feel bad about it. What I'm saying is how, and this is on you guys to decide because I have no idea how, but how are you going to turn golf into something that worships him? How are you going to thank him for the opportunity to get to hit a little plastic ball really far and then go chase after it? Like you're playing fetch with yourself. Guys, if if you can justify it, and I'm sure you can, guys, we can worship God through golf too. We can worship God through anything that we do. And so, so find that thing in your life that you love to do and thank God for it. Thank him for allowing you to have the opportunity to hit a plastic ball really far 
or to tinker with a car or to tinker with your toys, tinker toys, whatever it is. Guys, enjoy the fact that God has blessed you with that opportunity and worship him for it in that moment. These are some of the ways that we can start permeating our very being with the idea of worship. As opposed to just a Sunday morning with, with songs, we can say, thank you, God, for who you are, for how much you love us so much that you give us the opportunity to do this. You give me the opportunity to do that. Guys, worship is a lifestyle. And again, finally, I want to close with this. We will worship something in this life. It may be pride. We may love our pride. It may be our spouse. It's a convicting one. It may be our kids. It may be our job. It may be our money. It may be our car. It may be whatever you think, whatever you can fill in the blank with, we might be worshiping that. My desire, my personal desire, is that I would worship God above any of those things. That he would become priority number one in my life and that I would be sensitive enough and listen enough for him when he's telling me, hey, you're worshiping this instead of me, for me to be sensitive enough to humble myself and say, God, I'm sorry. I want to worship you above everything else. So I am going to take this thing and I'm going to put it under your authority because you are number one in my life. We say, Jesus, take the wheel. We say, Jesus, sit on the throne of my heart. We say all these things. Guys, do we believe it? Do you actually want Jesus Christ to be guiding your every step? Because if you do, then you need to worship him and him alone. Anything, there's a great song. It's a Jimmy Needham song, and, it, and it's called Clear the Stage. And, and it's amazing for a lot of different reasons. You guys can look it up later because I'm not going to sing it for you or tell you the words right now. But there is some, there's one line in it that I love. And he says, anything that I want with all my heart is an idol. Guys, the only thing that I want to have or that I want to want with all my heart is Jesus Christ. Because he's actually worthy of it. No, nothing else is. So let's put God before anything else in our lives. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for the breath in our lungs, Lord, that we can praise you and worship you. I pray that you would convict us to change our lives, Lord, that you would t teach us how to put you above and before anything else in our lives. Lord, we thank you so much that you even have put us in, a, in, a, in an era where we can do live services, where we can do church even if we're not in the building. We thank you, Lord, and there are so many things, too many things to thank you for right now. And so, God, I pray that you would go with each and every one of us this week as we walk forward and that you would show us, hey, you're worshiping that above me. Hey, you're, you're putting that before me. And, Lord, that we would be not just convicted, but that would change our hearts. We thank you so much, God. We praise your name. Amen. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, this is our new setup, so this is what we're going to be doing every week. So just join us next Sunday. Invite a friend. Same place, same time, same station. I don't know. Have a good one, guys. Thanks so much.